everyone, Diane here coming to you with the InStrive Fat Loss Podcast and wanted to go over today some information about belly fat. A lot of us are carrying it around. A lot of us are unsure of how to get rid of it or if there's a way to accelerate losing it. And tonight, or should I say today, we are going to talk about some foods that number one are causing additional belly fat storage. Like what foods are you eating that might be at the, at the heart of this? We're going to talk about that. And secondly, which foods can you eat that will potentially make that belly fat go a little quicker off of your frame? If you're in a weight loss rut and you're trying to get that weight off and uh, belly fat is plaguing you and you just don't see, uh, you know, an end in sight with this, I want to talk to you a little bit about what we can do, what foods you can start incorporating to burn that off a little bit faster. Before we get started here today, though, let me remind you that InStrive is a division of Twin Hills Weight Loss, and we do have uh, a wonderful TikTok account where we go live frequently and have lots of insightful posts and great information for you. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you name it. Uh, and you can find us on our website, website excuse me, instrivefatloss.com, where you'll find a lot of great information and recipes to check out. InStrive is a team of professionals. We have a nurse, we have registered dietitians, we have therapeutic weight loss specialists, and our team has been doing this for a long time. We are fully committed to helping you not only lose that weight, but learn how to keep that weight off for life. If that's something that sounds good, you definitely want to schedule your one-on-one -on -one consultation with a specialist ASAP. So make sure you get a hold of us on one of those platforms to set that up. All right, let's dive in. So today we are talking about number one, the foods that can cause belly fat, the top five, I should say, foods that can cause additional belly fat. First thing you need to know is there is no single food that's going to cause belly fat on its own. Weight gain and fat distribution is influenced by various factors, including your genetics, your overall diet, your physical activity level, your stress level, your hormone balance. So a lot of things that contribute to that, to storing belly fat and, you know, not just storing belly fat, but where you're going to store fat on your body. That distribution of fat on your frame has multiple things that factor into it. But there are some foods that can contribute to weight gain and also can increase your risk of belly fat when they're consumed in large amounts or in combination with kind of a sedentary lifestyle. So if you're kind of sitting around on the couch most of the time and you're not eating great, of course, there's going to be an increase in the amount of fat you're storing. And a lot of times that fat goes straight to that place that none of us want it, right? That pooch, that belly, that roll. We don't want that. So let's talk about what's putting it there. The number one thing that contributes to belly fat when consumed is sugary drinks, drinks like soda, fruit juice. And I know a lot of you are probably thinking, well, fruit juice, isn't orange juice good for me? Orange juice is not bad for you. However, there's better ways to get the nutritional benefit of an orange, like eating an orange. <laughs> juice will very, very rapidly increase your blood sugar and insulin levels and cause that spike, which of course causes a storage of fat much more rapidly than something like the actual fruit that will elevate your blood sugar gradually, increase your insulin a lot more gradually, and allow your body to have a slower, more lasting burn than that high sugar spike that it's grabbing onto when you're drinking a glass of juice. 
uh, sports drinks like your Gatorade, you know, any of those things, they contain very high amounts of added sugar. So they also would lead to weight gain. The bottom line is if you're drinking things throughout the day that have a high sugar content and a lot of calories, you need to switch that up. Okay, you should be drinking things more like water. Water can be flavored with fruit. It can be flavored with cucumber. It can be flavored with certain drops out there. The thing with the drops is I'm not allowed to name names here, but I can tell you to read the back. If it is stevia sweetened, if it uh, doesn't have sucralose in it, it's a good option. But not all of those water drops are created equal. So make sure if you are interested in flavoring your water with something like that, uh, you look at the back of the bottle. And if you are an InStrive client and you want to know the name of a good choice there, feel free to reach out. I can tell you on mess on our message system, you know, what drop is good to use. But on a platform like this, you know, we do have some limitations. So um, certainly we can give you some ideas there. But keep keep in mind that when you're drinking something, you're kind of getting a huge amount of calorie and sugar in one quick shot to your bloodstream. And it's not like it's making you feel full, right? If you were hungry, you're still going to be hungry. That juice you just drank isn't going to fill you up. So it's really just a bunch of added sugar and calories. Water's a good option. Herbal tea. Herbal tea is fantastic as long as you're not putting a ton of sugar in it, right? That's the thing we want to avoid. Don't, don't sweeten it with the wrong thing. Use things like stevia or monk fruit. But herbal tea is a good option. Um, you know, coffee and tea. You can have a limited amount of those a day. I would say if you're drinking regular black tea or black coffee, or, you know, even if you put something in either one of those things, still, you want to kind of limit that to no more than two cups a day. But it's really the main high sugar things like Kool-Aid or, you know, lemonade or sweet tea or soda, fruit juice. These are the things I'm talking about at the moment. And avoiding them is going to be a big benefit to you in avoiding excess belly fat. Number two is processed food. Processed food, of course, is anything that's like a packaged snack or a baked good or fast food, you know, things that are really, really high in calories and unhealthy fat uh, and added sugar. Well, there's a lot of added sugar in those kind of foods. And also a lot of them have very simple carbohydrate in them. So they break down rapidly, they break down quickly. And you probably know that when a carbohydrate breaks down rapidly into your system, it is going to cause a sugar and insulin spike. So you want to make sure you are avoiding the things that are going to do that and keep to uh, the more easy, I don't, the more, say hard to break down, but the foods that break down more slowly, the foods that cause that slow burn, right? That's, that's what I envision when I think about these things is I think about Putting, like if you're running a race and you decide that you're going to put everything out there, the minute that that, you know, starting gun sounds and you're running as hard as you possibly can, you, you run out of gas pretty quick. It's not sustainable. You can't keep going at that pace. Well, it's the same idea with the energy that's coming from these foods. If your energy is coming from sugar, it's, you're coming out with a bang, but you're dying quick right? That, that energy level is dropping very, very rapidly. It's not a sustainable level of energy from that particular fuel source. But if you're a fat burner, now you're doing what smart runners do and they pace themselves, right? So if you want to get further and you want to have endurance and you want to really be getting a reliable source of energy, you don't want to come out guns blazing 
with something sugary being what you're consuming to get energy, you want to come out with something that's going to last. So your lower glycemic foods, your lower glycemic impact foods, I should say, your more sustainable foods, like we'll get into them, the proteins and vegetables with fiber and fruits and the good stuff. That's what's going to be a sustainable source of energy. These high calorie, unhealthy fat laden, added sugar foods add to weight gain. They add to abdominal fat accumulation. They're not good for you. So processed food, big one. Fried food, number three. And you know what I'm talking about here, French fries, fried chicken, donuts. They're high in calories. They're high in unhealthy fats, of course, and unhealthy fats, trans fats have a lot of health risks and they do contribute to weight gain and an increased risk of high amounts of belly fat. So avoid fried foods. If there's a particular type of food you really enjoy, like a French fry, and you just got to have one, throw them in the air fryer, throw them in the oven, do something different, but don't fry them. I mean, and you know, I'm not telling you to eat French fries to try to burn fat or lose weight. We all know that's not a weight loss food, but I'm talking about right now, simple times that it's going to, uh, you know, hit you hard and you're going to be like, I really got to have some of this. There's better alternatives than just going to McDonald's through the drive-thru and grabbing an order of fries. Uh, alcohol. I was going to kind of dump this all together with beverages, but I really thought it should be its own category because alcohol does a lot to contribute to weight gain and especially belly fat when it is consumed in excess. Um, there is a lot of calories in alcohol. There is a metabolic slowdown with alcohol. Most people don't know this, but it literally takes three days for your body to metabolize out alcohol when it is consumed. So if you're drinking a lot of alcohol, it's going to be really hard for your body to focus on burning fat because it's going to be too busy metabolizing that alcohol and getting it out of the way. So that's important. Um, if you are going to drink alcohol, try to keep two options that are going to be a little bit lower on that glycemic impact scale. So wines and beer are really high. Even the dry wines are going to be high. I mean, think about it. They're made from grapes. Um, but if you're doing like a vodka, a gin, a tequila, those are a little bit better. Do I think that, you know, you should have that every single day if you're trying to lose weight and burn fat? No, because it, it still will become sugar in your system. You still are consuming excess sugar, which of course is, and calories, which is gonna to contribute to an added amount of uh, fat on your body if you are not careful with your diet or your, your consumption levels, if that's something you're drinking all the time. But if you are gonna have a drink and if you're looking to stay on track and do a little better, those are some of your better options. Um, so definitely if you're an alcohol drinker, try to, try to be careful with what you're drinking and how much you're drinking. Refined carbs. These are those simple carbs I was just talking about. So refined carbohydrates, and this is number five, by the way, this is the last one. And then we're going to get into some foods that will contribute to burning belly fat, but refined carbohydrates, things like white bread, pasta, rice, uh, they're low in fiber and can cause rapid spikes in your blood sugar levels, which of course can lead to increased hunger and overeating. Those kind of carbs are really, really tied to rapid weight gain, overall body fat gain, and belly fat accumulation. The more of that you have in your diet, the less your body is running on all cylinders. It's like putting the wrong gas in a car. You know, you're not going to get very far if you're not fueling that car 
to appropriately get from point A to point B. And with your body, your body is pretty efficient and pretty tolerant and it will run on some pretty crappy stuff. I don't have to tell you that because we all either have been a teenager or maybe you've raised one. <laughs> and they eat very poorly a lot of the time, but their body takes the hits and keeps on going. Well, as we get older, that's a harder process. Our body's not as efficient as we it was when we were really young. So those hits hit a little harder. And even though your body keeps on going, there, there's going to be some damage done. And one of the damage you know, things that'll happen is you'll start to gain excess fat and you'll start to store a lot more fat. And uh, over time, you know, that excess fat storage can contribute to issues with mobility, issues with pain in the joints, issues with your health in general, you know, chronic illness, diabetes, heart disease, high blood pressure, cholesterol issues, you name it. So the refined carbs should be a very, very minimum, minimal, excuse me, part of your diet. They should not be a, something you're having all the time by any means. So we talked about what's going to create an abundance of belly fat when it's consumed without moderation. Let's talk about the top five foods that have been proven to help to reduce belly fat quickly. Now, of course, before we get into this little caveat here, there is no single food that's gonna magically take away your belly fat fast. I wish there was. And if there was and I knew about it, I'll tell you what, I probably wouldn't be doing this podcast right now. I'd be on an island somewhere getting fanned and <laughs> living the good life, right? Because everybody wants that. Everybody wants something that's going to be magic, that they wave the wand and poof, my belly fat is gone. But that's not realistic, guys. But some foods can support weight loss and help promote a healthy body composition. And yes, help to accelerate fat being burned even on that abdominal wall uh, as part of your balanced overall diet and uh, you know, hopefully as active as you can be lifestyle. So I'm gonna go over a couple of these foods. The first one is lean protein. Eating a diet that is high in protein rich foods like chicken, fish, if you're a vegetarian, tofu, beans, um, you know, those things are going to, number one, increase feelings of fullness. So the more that you're feeling full quicker, it will reduce your overall caloric intake. And also it will lead to weight loss and a reduction in belly fat because those are the, the protein options are one of those sustainable foods. That's not that flash in the pan, simple carbohydrate that's going to break down in, you know, a millisecond. And then you're left with wanting to eat more. You're getting cravings. You're feeling like you need to eat again. This is a food that when you eat it, you are sustained for a while you're feeling better and it's causing you to, you know, be able to sustain that energy level longer without needing to eat again. So that that's really what we're going for here is those healthy foods that level out that glycemic index. They're not going to take you from zero to 60 in your blood sugar and insulin, and they're going to be a very sustainable and long burning source of energy. Uh, leafy greens is number two, eat your salads. And if you don't like salad, you know, it, it's really good for you. It's really healthy. There are different kinds of leafy greens. I mean, there's spinach, there's kale, there's collard greens, in addition to just your regular salad mix um, types of lettuces. But those types of greens are low in calories. They're high in fiber. They promote fullness because eating, you know, some of those greens takes up a lot of bulk in your belly. So they help to reduce hunger rapidly and they do promote weight loss. They're also rich in tons of nutrients and antioxidants and things that are going to support your overall health. So leafy greens are great. 
you know, I, I've had uh, more than one person on this plan who would tell me that as their vegetable, they would eat a salad first. So before they would eat anything else, they would consume a leafy green salad as their source of vegetable. And they would eat it, you know, at a moderate pace. They wouldn't eat it fast. They would eat it, you know, I don't want to say slow, but definitely they wouldn't speed through it, give their, their body a chance to start digesting and know that they're putting food in there. But eating that way would help them feel very satisfied when they were done with the proteins and, you know, the other things, the fruits, the other things that they were allowed to have on plan. And by the end of that, they wouldn't feel deprived or like they needed to eat more and they would feel full for a long time. And I, I kind of explained that that's because those leafy greens are a bulk food and have a lot of fiber in them. And they, so they take up a lot of room in your belly, which in turn makes you want to eat less, but you're filling your belly with things that barely have any calories and have a ton of nutritional value. So definitely try to adopt those leafy greens into your diet. Healthy fats. Healthy fats are very, very important to your overall metabolic health. So nuts and seeds, nuts and seeds like almonds, walnuts, chia seed, flax seed, they're high in healthy fat, they're very high in fiber, and they're high in protein. So all of those things can help increase feelings of fullness and reduce your overall caloric intake for the day. So make sure you're eating some good quality, healthy fat in your diet. I know there was a time when everybody was scared of fat, right? Everyone and their brother went on a low fat diet and everything in the grocery store had a low fat, no fat equivalent. And instead of getting thinner, we all got bigger. Well, we figured out that's because in place of fat, there were added sugars, there were added chemicals, there were added things that our body had trouble processing and it ended up causing us to have problems, right? Metabolic issues, fat's not the enemy. Not all fat is created equal. Don't get me wrong. I mean, cheeseburger, avocado, not the same fat as far as your metabolic system is concerned. You know, you can't want to go to five guys and get your good fat for the day, but you absolutely can have some nuts, seeds, uh, you know, avocado, olives, lots of really good fats out there. So when, if you're an Instripe client, you have a binder that lists all of those healthy fats, or you do have an online portal as well that you can access. And if you don't know how to get into that online portal, shoot us a message, you have the email, message us and we can help you. But you have all those options listed for you and they are a very important part of your diet. Okay, if you're somebody who is um, trying to maintain your weight, or if you have started adding certain foods back into your diet, I wanna talk a little bit about whole grains because whole grains are not bad. Listen, carbohydrate is not the enemy. Is it? harder to lose weight when you're eating a lot of carbohydrate absolutely but that doesn't mean it's bad for you that doesn't mean you need to avoid it for the rest of your life and we do need to talk about what whole grains are best so brown rice quinoa oats that are high in fiber i'm not talking about the quaker instant oatmeal i'm talking about steel cut oats with the good stuff uh they help promote weight loss they help reduce hunger they're rich in nutrients and they support your overall health so if you are someone who has grains in your plan, or if you are someone who's adding grains to your plan, those are the best options. Those are the ones to continue to look for and work with. You don't want the easy stuff. You do not want the easy stuff. You want the good stuff. Uh, fruits and vegetables. Fruits and vegetables are low in calorie, high in fiber. They reduce hunger. They promote weight loss. They're also extremely rich in vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants, and they do support your overall health. So you want to 
be getting a good amount of fruit and vegetable in your diet every single day. I don't want you to get too hung up on the idea that, you know, for example, fruit has sugar in it and people get concerned and they think, oh my gosh, I can't eat fruit. I don't eat fruit because it's still sugar. Sugar's bad. Sugar isn't bad, okay? But sugar is not what your body should be using for energy. There's a balance there. Like anything else in life, you need sugar, okay? Don't kid yourselves. You need sugar for brain power. You need sugar for daily bodily function. And when you deny your body any and all sugar, that type of a weight loss is not going to be sustainable because you're not changing anything in your body's chemical makeup metabolically what you're doing is tricking your body into a fat loss response because it has nothing else to burn what happens though when you inevitably eat sugar again because you will you're not going to live on you know meat cheese and fat forever so when you start eating sugar again you're going to rapidly and i do mean very rapidly gain back the weight i don't want that to happen to you i want your weight loss to be sustainable and so to make weight loss sustainable, we have to build and retrain the metabolic system. And a part of that is not avoiding sugar, but incorporating the right sugars so that you have a very gradual glycemic increase, so that you have an even keel glycemic index, and you are able to sustain that and not have those major spikes in blood sugar and insulin that are keeping your body stuck on this metabolic shortcut, because that's what it is that your body uses in sugar to gain energy. There's a better way. You're designed to be a fat burner. Don't forget that. You're designed to burn fat. We're going to remind your body how to do that. Okay. That is it for today's podcast episode. I hope you learned something useful today. Uh, I hope that you are all seeing the great results that I know come with this InStrike program and you're feeling wonderful about them. And please know that anytime that you are uh, you know, low on motivation, or if you are just having a bad day, or if you need some advice or just a kick in the butt to get things moving in the right direction again, you need to reach out to us. That's what we are here for. You have that private email address, use it. If you have questions, if you have comments, feel free to send those in to us. And of course, if you're not an InStripe client and you want to know more about how to become one, you just need to call our office or jump online and send us a message. We are on every social media platform. Just go to our website, instrifatloss.com, if you would rather pick up the phone or send us a direct message from there. Um, as always, thank you for being wonderful listeners. And I hope to have you all back here next week where we are going to continue our series on meeting the team with Aaron. Uh, the next in the, in the list there to uh, have you learn more about our staff and what we do here and why we're passionate about weight loss and about InStrive. Thanks, guys. It was great talking to all of you today, and I'm looking forward to next week. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and a fabulous weekend.